0: Welcome to Sibylline Podcasts, part of our World Risk Register Threat Monitoring Service. These podcasts are released on a weekly basis, covering timely and relevant topics. In these discussions, we hope to shed light on evolving scenarios and provide actionable predictions and implications. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. In this session, we're going to be talking about the upcoming general elections in Brazil. And with me to do that, I'm joined by our Latin America analyst, Antonio Scheinborn. So, and the election's coming up on 7th of October, I think. What, what's the latest?
1: Well, I think firstly, it's important to note that the upcoming elections are going to be one of the most turbulent that we've seen since the country's return to democracy nearly three decades ago particularly as they come after over, after over four years of unprecedented craft investigations that revealed the widespread levels of political corruption within the country. Now this has found voter disdain towards the political class, adding to frustrations of an economy that continues to falter. So the latest polls show us that uh, the two presidential frontrunners are right-wing former military officer Jair Bolsonaro and the PT's candidate Fernando Haddad, who replaced Lula um, after he was forced to withdraw his candidacy in September following uh, previous unsuccessful attempts to um, put himself forward as the Workers' Party's candidate.
0: Okay, so looking at kind of predictions of what we think is going to happen, do you think that the vote on Sunday. Sunday, right? It's Sunday. Sunday. Um, do we think that that's going to be accompanied by a huge amount of unrest, or you know, attacks on polling stations, or anything like that, or is it going to happen uh, in a more or less orderly fashion?
1: I think, broadly speaking, the latter. As it stands, there are no major indications of significant unrest um, likely to occur in the in the coming week. Polling stations, as usual, will see maybe few disruptions around there, and increased security presence. But widespread unrest wouldn't really fit the narrative that um, that comes with the candidates in, in question. Jair Bolsonaro has been very much, he's, he's displayed his platform as being one tough-on-crime, uh, very much a, a law-and-order candidate. So for him, for his supporters to, to, to take to the streets and sort of actively try and cause disruptions is not something that there's any precedence for, and moreover, that's the sort of action that could undermine his campaign. Whilst Haddad, I think the main the main sorts of displays that we're likely to see are probably going to be restricted to uh, Kudachiba, where uh, former President Lula da Silva is currently serving out his prison, his prison sentence. This will most likely be his sort of core Workers' Party support base who still view him as, as being sort of wrongly imprisoned. Over over corruption charges, Mm. so I think broadly speaking, I think we'll we'll have the elections on Sunday, and polling will take place with relative
0: calm. Yeah, okay, and tricky question, but uh, what do you think is going to happen in the election?
1: Well, I think as the polls show us, um, Bolsonaro and her dad have made quite significant headway compared to the other, to the, compared to the other candidates.
0: How, how are they currently polling at the moment?
1: Bolsonaro sits with a, with around twenty eight percent of voter intentions, while her dad comes in at second, twenty two percent. Now, with polling displaying these figures at this stage, it's now almost certainly not going to be the case that we're going to see any candidate reach uh, a 50% majority in the first round. So this means that the the eventual winner will be decided by a second round vote, which would uh, take place on the 28th of October. Now, given that Haddad and Bolsonaro have such a commanding lead over their um, electoral rivals, namely Ciro Gómez and uh, centrist candidate Gerardo Alckman, uh, I think we can safely assume that the second round will be between Bolsonaro and Haddad. From there, my view is that the electorate eventually will converge on the anti-Bolsonaro field and will rally behind Haddad, who, by comparison, is a much more moderate candidate. Uh, Bolsonaro's claims of Bolsonaro's championing, uh, championing of Brazil's military dictatorship, his previous, previously made misogynistic, homophobic, racist comments, those are all the sorts of things where when, ca- when the electorate is forced to pick between two candidates, I think we'll see a lot of the more undecided voters, more moderate voters, look to, in many ways, as Haddad as the lesser of two evils.
0: Yeah, okay. So, in that, you know, slightly crystal ball gazing there, are we looking uh, into the future? But in that scenario, should Haddad um, win the presidency ultimately, would he represent continuity from the existing administration?
1: I think ultimately continuity from uh, President Michel Tem- Temer's administration would have come through Geraldo Alckmin. He would be, he would have been the the most akin to the candidate most amenable to continuing with Temer's uh, fiscal uh, fiscal policies, trying to ease Brazil out of its uh, out of its recession. I think he would have been the candidate that would champion the for example the pension reform most prominently. And I think the one that markets would have responded to uh, most favourably, largely because of his his acknowledgement of of the need to push through Brazil's pension mm-hmm. reforms.
0: So why? So Alckmin, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think had he, he was set up pretty well at the beginning of the campaign period with the most amount of TV airtime and stuff. So so what went wrong?
1: That's right, Pete. And in many ways, the the vote was or the election was was ripe for him. He had. As you say, he had the majority of TV and radio advertisement time. Um, he had the support of Brazil's main centrist candidates, and in doing that, he took away support from his centre left. I mean, Alckmin, being a centre right candidate, took support away from his centrist rival Ciro Gomes by retaining the support of Brazil's centrist bloc. However, crucially, he he failed to he failed to capitalise on this. We've seen the campaigning time, the airtime, which historically in Brazil has proven a a hugely important factor. Come polling day, this wasn't something he was able to benefit from. And this largely stems from his inability to win his own state. If he can't win São Paulo, where historically that more kind of center-right demographic is, sort of more pushing towards market-friendly policies, that he wasn't able to win that. Kind of set the tone for him being unable to capitalise on this additional TV and uh, radio airtime.
0: Okay, so coming back to Haddad then as a you know potential contender for uh, for the for the presidency, what 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 might a Haddad presidency look like?
1: I think it's important to note that in the context of a Bolsonaro Haddad second round, whoever wins will face significant op- um, obstacles in governing an angry and, in many ways, polarised country that is in need of major structural reforms. I think Haddad represents the best candidate in terms of uh, moving Brazil forward, in terms of he would be the candidate that will most uh, likely be able to to, uh, secure sort of broader um, public public support for reforms, such as reforms to the pension system that have historically proven very difficult to gain public support for.
0: So do you think Haddad would be caught between trying to do uh, these painful but necessary reforms and uh, meanwhile living up to uh, demands from within the the Workers Party the PT?
1: I think so definitely. I think yeah he he will recognize Brazil's in his view he will recognize Brazil's situation and the need to continue with some sort of fiscal conservatism while at the same time he's going to ha- he, he will be caught between having to Balance that with the needs of the PT's core support base, and indeed there'll be many. Although the PT, when they announced Lula as as when they announced sorry, when they announced Haddad as as his as their candidate, their slogan was Haddad is Lula. There's still a, a large proportion of the PT who don't view Haddad as as a as a true PT candidate. And that sort of internal divisions is something that he will have to contend with. Should he should he be in office?
0: So potentially some real um, instability threats there, and you know difficulty of legislating and so on. So uh, interesting stuff. And what about if Haddad was to win? How do you think Bolsonaro supporters would uh, would respond to that?
1: I think this this in many ways goes back to potential unrest before the elections. I think a. A Haddad victory Bolsonaro I mean Bolsonaro has said he'll challenge any result that doesn't see him win now although he does have a, a precedence of being wary of any potential electoral fraud this is this statement from him in the build-up suit the elections have been widely seen as a as a sort of a, a get out of jail card in terms of well he, he acknowledges he's not going to win he's that he does this is his way of saying if I don't win I can I can blame it on this I think the the most likely thing that we'll see is perhaps some small-scale groups damaged, that, that might be orchestrated through Bolsonaro's sort of infamous social media platform that he's able to, he's been able to accrue quite a lot of support from. But any kind of major challenges to the new government, I think, would be highly unlikely.
0: Okay. Yeah, as you said, it doesn't really fit with his, his narrative of, of being hard on security and being the law and order candidate. So... You mentioned there that you, you you think he he may possibly have made that comment with the understanding that he he's unlikely to ultimately win but do you think that that's his strategic aim or do you think that to an extent he he has already made a big difference
1: I think certainly in many ways he he has already won he he has created a a strong platform with wide support that will challenge a pt government should should that materialize and uh, I think in that context, he'll, he will challenge her uh, dad' presidency every step of the way. I think in terms of post-election unrest, uh, as, as you just mentioned, I think we're far more likely to see that in the case of a Bolsonaro presidency. Already, prior to the elections over the last week, we've seen widespread demonstrations in Rio and Sao Paulo, where uh, tens of thousands marched against against Bolsonaro. Now, whilst obviously it's very common for demonstrators to march for the candidate they're supporting, we've seen candidates march in favour for Haddad and the PT, and we've seen Bolsonaro supporters take to the streets in support of him. It's it's quite it's very notable that already we're seeing we're seeing mass demonstrations against him, and this comes back to the comments he's made, his his um, often racist and homophobic rhetoric. So I think in in that context, the Bolsonaro victory then we would see more demonstrations.
0: Yeah, and as you said, although perhaps we we consider it to be the less likely scenario, aside from that immediate response to a Bolsonaro victory, what would what would the longer term look like under a Bolsonaro presidency?
1: So I think one thing to, to note in terms of uh, the long-term future of a potential Bolsonaro presidency is that he is unlikely to rein in um, Brazil's militarized security approach to dealing with um, domestic security issues. Now we've seen in Rio of the last, or since since February, such approaches have proven unsuccessful, not only in Brazil but throughout the region, in in Mexico, in Colombia. Given Bolsonaro's position as a a law and order candidate uh, and very much wanting to to crack down on crime, I think such initiatives are almost almost certainly will continue. Now, what this that what this will mean is an increased security presence around Brazil's sort of major cities and major um, in crime areas, that will see certain groups perhaps unable to engage with more high-end crimes in terms of uh, regional narcotics trade. And that could have a trickle-down effect where these groups turn to, in one sense, lesser crimes, more, more sort of local crimes. And that could trigger a, a rise in, in, um, in crimes such as kidnappings and extortions. I think moving on to uh, Bolsonaro's view with the economy. Well, I think uh, the prospect of a Bolsonaro presidency initially will probably please um, markets, given that he has effectively handed over the reins of the economy to um, Paulo Guedes, who is a very much a, a free market technocrat and push forward for for market friendly for market friendly policies. I think the nagging issue that that I think could emerge with Bolsonaro in office is. Quite how he will he will govern. He's been in Congress for nearly three decades, and in that time, he's not authored a a single notable piece of legislation. His current party, the Social Liberal Party, is the ninth party that he that he's belonged to, and has only a sort of a a limited support in in Brazil's um, in Brazil's Congress. So to do that to pass anything through, he it would require him to sort of forge alliances with with other parties and this goes back to what to what we spoke about earlier he he doesn't really have the more well, precedence doesn't show he has the ability to to forge allies within within congress something that i think Haddad dad will be able to do to be able to do much more effectively and consequently this this need to negotiate with with other parties is likely it will likely see any kind of reforms that he tries to implement watered
0: down really interesting stuff there so looking at a, a quite a dynamic and uh uncertain future i guess for brazil and something that we'll very much keep an eye on for coming few weeks as the uh, as the elections develop and uh, and of course beyond that antonio thank you very much thank you thank you for listening and we hope you have found this podcast useful if you'd like to learn more about our services or if you have any questions or feedback please get in touch at info at